what's up? What's up, uh, America and Australia and China and the whole world? Because we're worldwide, Thank baby. Thank you for acknowledging our international audience. We because we always like to audience. talk about being in Wichita, and people are probably like, I don't know where Wichita is. I'm just going to click off of this now. Yeah. Well, we're worldwide, baby. We are. Shout out to our five listeners in New Zealand. Whoop, whoop. Hey, man, we've got them. Yeah, I'm sure we do. Uh-huh. Sweet. So, so, good to be here. Casey's not with us. He yeah, had, Casey. He called in sick last minute. Yeah, he sure did. He, he said, almost no call, no show. <laughs> and then I called him, and then he was like, oh, I forgot to text you. I'm not going to make it tonight. So I can't say anything because I had very bad attendance over like, but, the last couple podcasts. And then I took podcasts. like 25 minutes reshifting the entire podcast table so that we could sit next to each other. Yeah, you probably have like three or four different setups that you can do in here, camera-wise. And you got a new toy that you're not able to use tonight. I can't even use it tonight I'm, because, because no of Casey. Yep. So, anyways. You got a switcher so that you can switch camera angles. Yep. So, um, I went to Bend, Oregon for 12 days. Nice. Last week and the week before yeah, that. Yeah, you were gone for a minute, for work. And it was great. So I had no idea what to expect with Oregon. A lot of people say Oregon. It's Oregon. So I've never heard anyone say Oregon. People say Oregon. Well, those people are idiots. <laughs> they don't know how to read. So went to Bend, Oregon, and beautiful, beautiful place. Lots of trees, rivers, lakes, mountains. Yeah, we were talking on the phone one day, and you're like, hey, can you hear this creek that's flowing uh-huh. behind flowing where creek. I'm staying? It, it, was, was, a, it, it was a rush, the sound of rushing water. It sounded beautiful. Or you could have just been peeing while uh, we were talking. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> for about 30 minutes. healthy flow for a 38-year-old man. Nice. Yeah. It's all about stuff. the flow. So that's what I did. Um, went for work. It was really cool. Got to do a lot of video. Got to hang out in uh, in nature. And- Man, the Lord really met me there. Did he? He really did. Oh man, uh, that actually I, I say that like I don't know that it happened. But yeah, well you, you had know some, that it happened. Some I crazy did. stuff. That I did. I had some some revelation. Some revy. You called it some revy he- the some other heavy day. Heavy revy. I, yeah. I hit you up and I was like, dude, I'm getting some. I'm just some heavy getting revy. wrecked, and you were like, oh man, I'm glad you're getting heavy revy. And I'm like, I've never heard of that. Yeah, I like that. That's a Casey thing too. Getting that revelation. Get the Bre- heavy revy. Get, get that revelation. Breh. <laughs> hey, bruh. What up, bruh? Get that revelation. So, yeah, you were on, I mean, and it was kind of, it was a work thing, but I mean, did you feel like it was a vacation a little bit? Uh, for like one day. When you went kayaking or whatever. Yeah. White water. Kind of, yeah. So rafting. for a day and a half, because uh, we we went and did a bunch of stuff on Saturday, drove to the top to the top of a volcano, the Newberry Volcano. Nice. Did you and... cast the ring into it? <laughs> the one ring to rule them all? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Fly, you fools, fly. Fly, you fools. (laughs) So anyways, we did that. And so I feel like that kind of ties in a little bit to what we're going to talk about. Well, can I talk about my trip first? You can. Yeah. I wasn't ready. I was just... Oh, okay. Yeah. So I thought you were about to dive right in. Talk about your trip then. Yeah. So uh, a couple weeks ago, it was probably about three weeks ago, Lara and I went out. So I actually listened to a podcast called The Bad Christian Podcast. Because uh, you're a bad Christian. Because I'm a bad Christian. Um, and and anyways, I a couple, or it was last year, I went out to this conference that they had and, and stayed in an Airbnb with like 18 other people that I didn't know. And anyways, developed some amazing friendships, um, had a great time out there. And Caught a rash, need to get a cream for it? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Nope. Well, just 19 strangers in an Airbnb, no. <laughs> it sounds like. It was It was a lot of fun, man. We had a lot of fun. We, uh, we let loose, cut up, drank, prayed. Oh had good stuff. I mean, it was all of that. It was Drink good. what? Anyways, uh, water. And then, so then we went to Virginia 
uh, just three weeks ago and got a cabin out there and um, nice. drank a lot of beer. We filled up a full bathtub full of beer cans. Oh, you threw ice in it and put... No, like they were empty empty ones. Oh. Like it was... So you, I mean... It was just... I mean, do you know when the son, the prodigal son like that, when he was away and after he took his inheritance? Uh-huh. That's what it was for it was me a, in Virginia. It was a keg party? No. <laughs> so you know that like one of our last episodes was... Um, the, the the taking the stigma off of addiction. addiction yeah, yeah, like so. Anyways. Is this is this what that is? Well, we had like guys at the table who have had issues with alcohol. Well, so I'm sorry. For, he's not I'm here sorry tonight. for those guys. Because <laughs> you should. I am. So you just don't have as much, or you probably deal with your traumas in a in a different kind of way. I drown them out with. With beer? N- mind-numbing activities like playing video games and watching Netflix. But then be- beer's not an issue for you? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I can have one beer and call it good. You can? Yeah. Well, good for you. Yep. So I, too, will admit to having had some craft, <gasps> craft beers, some beersies when I was in, some uh, in, in Oregon. <laughs> That's some really good craft beer stuff. So I actually had a, a hazy beer. I'd never yeah. had a hazy before. Hazy beers I, are good, man. Those things are rough, bro. Yeah. They, oh, you get one and you're good. Yeah, I'm, that's all I'm, you need. I like a blonde or a nah. Like a I, I just don't like, like a ale. Light beer. I don't like ales or a pilsner. Or, no, yeah. I like I'll, IPAs. I'm a basic. I'm a basic bro, man. I like IPAs and stouts. So yes, this is the Salty Dogs Christian podcast you're listening to. Welcome to the Salty Dogs Brewcast. Please pause for station identification. <laughs> you're listening to Salty Dogs Brew Christian podcast. podcast Network. Anyways, we went out to Virginia, had a really good time, did some hiking, hung out with some friends. Uh, it was just really good. We got to get away and we were out of town, just me and Lara, for like five days. That's pretty Stayed amazing. at a couple Airbnbs in Dallas because we Air drove down Bindas. to Dallas to travel out. And so it was just really good. It was a much needed vacation. That's amazing, bro. Yeah. I will I will tell you, and my wife will even say this, like she she loves for me to get away because she knows it's good for me to get out of nature because I always get revelation. I always have time for introspection. And I don't think it's I mean, I think there's something about being in nature, but I think there's something about being away from the busyness and the grind. Right. And so I would just encourage anybody as much as you possibly can get away and spend some time with the Lord and, and out in nature and just away from the busyness. Dude, because- na- nature does it for me. And on that trip, that was good because I intentionally left my camera and my computer behind. So you left the I things left- behind that you knew would probably keep your attention. Yeah. I mean, even on the busy. airplane or the airport, like I could have easily sat there and been like, well, I'm just sitting here. I could just edit photos while we wait for our plane. But it's like, no, I'm going to just. So guess what I did on the plane? Pres- you edited Edited photos. video. <laughs> Well, you were on a work trip. It was different. Yeah, but I was editing like side job video. Nice. But I ha- I did, however, watch some movies. I watched The Gentleman. Have you seen this movie? Mm-hmm. It's by um, uh, Guy Ritchie. He's the guy that did Snatch. Oh, you like all his I stuff. I love You're a big Guy fan Ritchie. Of that, yeah. So I watched The Gentleman and I watched Zombieland 2. Nice. And, and I started watching Birds of Prey and I was like, meh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ugh. I was like, nah. I got Pass. like five minutes in. I was like, nah. Really? Five it. minutes? Yeah, it took that long for me to be like, nope. Pass. All right, sweet deal. So we're here with a purpose, uh, not to just talk about ourselves, but tonight, today, this episode is kind of a little bit, well, it is a follow-up to the last episode episode that we called... Uh, Heaven is for now. Heaven is for now. I think that's what we called it, right? What? Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much to go into 
regarding all of that. I feel like we barely scratched. We barely the scratched surface the surface, but where we kind topic. of ended up was this whole idea of being a royal priesthood. And so it's like, well, what does that mean? Right? We're like, you're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're set apart. You're all these things. And it sounds good and it makes us feel good because it makes us feel special. But like, seriously, what does that even mean? Like we are a royal, you are a priesthood. And so we actually kind of have to understand the priesthood a little bit of the, of the old Testament Mm. to grasp a little bit of what that even means for us now. But the priesthood, the tribe of Levi, they were the priests for the nation of Israel. They were set apart and they engaged in daily temple duties, temple duties, temple duties. And so then we know that the high priest once a year on the day of atonement would go in or Yom Kippur, I believe is what it's called. Mm -hmm. And he would go in and he would, um, essentially work through the outer court, then the inner court, and then into the Holy of Holies. Perform his temple duties. Right. Yeah. So then on that day of atonement, he would pour the blood of the sacrifice over the Ark of the Covenant. And then the Lord would meet him in that place and then forgive the sins of Israel for that year. So there's a lot of that went into that. There's so much scripture about the temple, the temple, the temple. Yeah. And, you know, we started talking about like, well, what would it mean for me to be a, a priest on the daily Right. To serve the Lord in his temple. But, mm. be, in, okay, because then Revelation says, you have made them to be a kingdom and priest to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. So we are priests to serve our God. We are a royal priesthood. So there's no temple on earth now. Right. But there was, but now there's not. There was, but now there's not. We talked about how that temple on earth was a, a shadow and an exact replica of what the temple in heaven looked like, mm-hmm. the tabernacle in heaven. So yep. literally, Yahweh sees the temple in heaven and says, I'm going to send that to earth. So then he gives Moses very specific instructions. It's called a pattern on the mountain and tells him, be sure that you do everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. Yes. And so Jesus taught us to pray your will on earth as it is in heaven. So there is a will in heaven and we are to pray, communicate with Yahweh to receive that, to then partner with him to bring that will to earth. So we were talking about like, okay, temple duty, like what do we do? How does this all work? Well, and the, it, I think there's a piece that you forgot to throw out, and maybe okay. you were getting there, but just even the piece about how like we as humans are a a blueprint or a, a mirror like image of, oh, right. of the temple. Yes, we are. Yes. And so, how, and you know, we are three parts, just as the temple is three part parts. with an outer court and inner court. And then and that Holy of Holies. Holies. We also as humans kind of have that blueprint for being body, body soul, soul and spirit. And spirit. And then we also have the Trinity, which is father, son, Holy Bible. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Holy spirit. Zing, get it right. Don't get it twisted. But a lot of people do. So, Welcome to this episode of Twisted Scripture. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. God helps those who help himself. <laughs> oh, I can't think of one. Twisted Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So anyways, um, so there's this idea of like, what is the practicality behind that? Yeah. So then if we are priests, if we have a temple. If like, we, yeah. If we are that blueprint of the temple. Yeah. So, so we are, and let me give you a couple of scriptures. And then I think you're going to talk a little bit about body, soul, spirit yes. to kind of help us understand mm-hmm. 
kind of this like outer court, inner court, holy of holies, how that exists within us, yes. mind, body, spirit. Right. And, and last, and on the last episode, we, we, we talked a lot about this. So if you want, I mean, you, you go into detail, but a lot more detail about the temple and stuff like that um, in the last episode. So I would encourage you, if you're starting on this one, go back one episode, listen to that one. We, there's a good foundation that's laid and then come back and listen to this one. Because in this episode, we're going to get practical and talk about how if, if we are aware and know um, and, and basically have the knowledge that we are that temple, that we have priestly duties, that we can actually engage with God um, on a different level that is more pure, that is, is it, 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 it brings the relationship that uh, we've been talked to, we've been told our whole lives that exists. Basically, like, oh, it's not about religion; it's about relationship. Now, right. go put your book, your head in this book. You know, like, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, oh you know, to the Bible, but that's yes. how we've been told that relationship exists. When that relationship can exist on a whole nother, even deeper, um, more real level. And that's the practicality, and, and that, like the practical part of this yeah. that we're going to get to tonight. Right. So we've talked a lot about experiencing God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that experiential piece. It's that word gnosko no, which is a firsthand account. It's a firsthand experience. Yes. And so I've been saying something recently that I have actually, actually haven't said on the podcast before, but oh, I'm interested. Ex- experience preceded scripture. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. We so had a script- conversation about so this. So scripture did not dictate the experience that the writers of scripture had, they had to experience it in order to write it down. Yes. So they're experiencing the living God revealing himself, Yahweh speaking to them, performing miracles, sending angels, having his spirit fall upon them. And even Jesus with his disciples, Jesus disciples experiencing Yeshua relationship there. Yeah. Like face to face interactions, interaction with Yahweh. So again, this idea of them actually experiencing what they then wrote about. It's yes. not that they wrote about it so that it could dictate experience. Boom. Roasted. Right. Yep. So got him. Um, <laughs> so anyways, I'm talking about experiencing God in a, in a real, in a real intimate and supernatural way by his spirit in us. Yes. Okay. So, you got some Again, scriptures. I do have some scriptures. And so here's what I was about to say. Everybody thinks when I start to have this conversation that I'm like distant scripture. No, scripture has its place. It's useful for, I've talked about it a million times. So I'm using scripture right now. Mm-hmm. To bring Rebbe. As a foundation to show us what is possible for experiencing the Lord. It's that, it's that uh, phrase about spiritual possibility, you know? Yeah. For, for, a, for a group of people who... who the foundation of our faith is based on so many supernatural things. We tend to discredit and discount um, a lot of that stuff when it's like, oh man, dude, the the Bible is a spiritual book. There's a lot of weird stuff that happened There's in it, man. There's a lot of freaking weird stuff. A lot of crazy stuff. stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and a yeah, lot the, of people think that that stuff ended when, I don't know, the last yeah. the, note was pinned. You know, the Lord led me to spear the priest through the heart who were sinning against his law as they were performing um, adulterous acts in the temple. I, that's, a, that's a story in the Bible. Yeah. So, whoa, bro. Whoa. Whoa. I forgot why I brought that whole her Latin scripts wrong. So <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know what to do that. I know. Okay, we'll just I'm sorry. I'm being super it. silly, but yeah. I'm super serious right now. So let's just look at these scriptures about 
the temple. So the question is then, as priests, how are we performing daily duties? How are we doing temple duties? How are we serving the Lord? Right? How are we bringing sacrifice? How are we doing these things? Well, because there's no temple that exists anymore. Well, Scripture tells us, 1 Corinthians six nineteen, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. So your body mm-hmm. is a temple yep. of the Holy Spirit. So yes. no more temple. It was destroyed, mm-hmm. right? Jesus prophesied that no stone would go unturned. Mm-hmm. So that temple's gone. But then after that happened, then Paul writes, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who's in you, whom you have received from God? So it's like the you're temple's gone, own. but now Paul's referencing Paul's this saying, other temple. hey, you're this temple. So um, let's just look at Acts chapter 7, verse 48 through 49. However, the Most High does not live in houses made by human hands, but his spirit lives in us. Do you know how we're made? Not by human hands. Right. We're born of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Right. We came from Yahweh. He formed us and breathed his life into us. Yes. And so, again, he reached down to the dust of the earth. We got body. He breathed his breath into us, that spirit. We became a living the ruach. being, right? The Ruach Elohim. He breathed his breath into us, spirit, and then we became a living being. Mind, will, emotions, um, affections, um, longings, desires. That's a living being. That's mind, right? So mm-hmm. mind or soul, excuse me, mind, body, soul. And so uh, he does not live in houses made by human hands, but he lives in us, right? So um, one more thing. I read this this scripture the other day, and it it really got me excited. Psalm 27, 4. I actually didn't read it. Somebody quoted it, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So one thing I ask from the Lord, this is David, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. So if I were to quote that well, scripture, That's a very intimate verse. Too. It's super intimate. Number one, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. Um, I heard something the other day, and they were saying that the Hebrews, that their word for presence actually means face. Hmm. So that the presence of God is literally his face. So he's saying to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. He's saying, I want to see your face. Right? Yes. Scripture, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. There's this intimacy that can happen. We can know him. He can be revealed to us. So um, he says to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. So how are we obedient to this psalm? Like, how does this, how do we even live this out? How do we gaze upon the beauty of the Lord? Or how do we even seek him in his temple if there's no temple? Yeah. Well, there is a temple. Yeah, but a lot of, I mean, you would think it's, that let it's me just common tell you real quick, it's knowledge. not the church building because he doesn't dwell in houses made by human hands. Right. God does not dwell in your church. He does not live in your church. He might visit. Oh, man. Right? But he doesn't live there. <laughs> Can I just, oh, Jason. Oh, oh, oh my God. You're going there, bud. Yeah. No. It's you. But that, so God, that might be a, a common interpretation is like, oh, we're talking about the place where the Lord dwells. And it's like, oh, well, he's dwelling in our churches. And you're saying, no, that's not where Yahweh No, he doesn't dwells. dwell there because he doesn't dwell in places made by human hands. We are the temple. He made us. He desires to live in us. So all throughout, all throughout scripture, God has always desired to be with his people, right? 
So he made a garden and he said, right. So he made the garden, he put man there and he said, I'm going to build this space and I'm going to inhabit it with you. And then man sinned. So he was cast out of the garden. But then what happened? Then there was the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. And he said, Hey Moses, build this, build this place. And I'm going to be with you. He, the Ark of the Covenant, the Spirit of the Lord is with the Ark. Mm-hmm. So he still desired to be with his people. Cloud you know, of, you know uh, what's interesting? Pillar of smoke, right? Pillar of fire, cloud of smoke. Yeah. Right? Holy of holies, there's a place where he goes. And then real quick, we get Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. And then he says, I won't leave you or forsake you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And so that's the Spirit of God that comes to us, which is Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So where it was man-made, where it was... God saying, I'm always going to tabernacle with you. Yeah. I'm always going to have my presence, my face with you, no matter where you go. He showed up in different forms all throughout scripture, but the final and ultimate form is Holy Spirit in us. Mm. We are the, we are the, the final tabernacle, right? And yes. then there's a new heaven, and a new earth. Right, right. But and for then, now. and Right. But for now, in this era, in this age, in this time, we are the tabernacle of Yahweh. Dude. And so as you, it's a, it's a mobile tabernacle. Yeah. It's not in one place on a hill in Israel. Right. It's, it's not in, stationary. It's not stationary. Yep. It's in every human being who's walking the face of the planet. Right. Who, who knows the Lord who's filled with his spirit. Yeah. We are the tabernacle. I had an, I had yeah, an, go ahead. I had go an ahead. interesting thought, you know, so, you know, the Lord wanted to meet, so children, uh, the Israelites, whenever they leave, they flee, um, uh, Pharaoh and Exodus, you know, they have the Exodus and, and they leave and then uh, Moses goes up on the mountain, but they, the people send Moses up there. You know, they, they send right. him up there because they're afraid of him. They're uh-huh. afraid uh-huh. Of, of, you know, they saw the lightning and the storms and all this stuff and they, they, they're afraid of him. So isn't it interesting though that like God still wanted to be amongst his people that he would contain, like he would travel with them in this uh-huh. contained space. Although he's not like being contained, like he's trapped. It's I'm going to reside among you uh-huh. and put myself in this space so that I can still be with you, even though you're afraid right. of me. Right. Right. I, I just had, that, I don't know. It's really beautiful. That just, that's a beautiful imagery of a Lord, a God that some might see a savage, uh, but, but a God that is chasing his people and wanting to go after them it's, throughout the entirety of, of the new Testament, yeah. especially, you know, in the first like couple chapters of the Bible, we think God is a savage and it's like, no, 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 no. There's this other, there's this other beautiful imagery of the Lord constantly pursuing his people. This is the God. This, this is, is Yahweh. This, this is, is who, who we he serve. Is. Right. So the spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep and it was empty and without vo- or with void. It was void and empty without form. And so what did he do? He sees this empty purposeless space and he fills it and gives it purpose. So even at the very beginning of the scriptures, right. we see God filling a space. Yep. And then he fills that space with more things, and then he forms a space out of dust, and then he fills that space. And then he makes a garden, he puts man in it, and he comes and he fills that space. Yeah. I mean, it's, yes. that's what he's done. And so what, fi- what space is he filling now? Well, and Us. this is, this is yeah, and this is an interesting point. This is kind of, I mean, not that everything that we, everything that we talked about has been pretty new, but this is kind of where I wanted to, to talk about some of the more practical Sure. Kind of things, and, and get into a little bit, a little bit more about the biology of body, soul, spirit. I'm not going to go like super. We're not going to talk a ton about it, but in order to engage 
Yahweh or Yeshua, who's, you know, Jesus, like on this deeper level, on this experiential level that that is consistent, that you can actually jump into anytime you want to engage him, it it takes a different approach and it takes some revy, right? As Casey would say, some revelation, like you, you got <laughs> to have ready. that, a little bit of that before. Now the Lord can do anything. He can show up and he can, you know, he can teach, but for the most part, I found a lot of these conversations that I'm having about this topic with people like it, this isn't stuff that they've heard about before. And that's why I called this being heretical. I was like, let's get heretical tonight because for some reason, people who have grown up in the church think that just because if they've grown up in the church and they haven't ever heard something before, then that must mean that it's heretical or, or a false, false teaching. teaching. Yep. Or, or any of that stuff because they haven't heard it before. Listen, do you want to serve a God where you know everything where you've heard everything, man, get out of here. Oh, I'm about to, about to go <laughs> oh off on one. Man. It's just, if people get off on this tangent, bro, and I just can't take it because it's like, oh, you grew up in a church. And so you think that that means that you know everything, Yeah, man, the Lord is still blowing my mind all the time. And a lot all of times time. he's blowing my mind with just how sinful and like how crappy I am, but <laughs> he's not telling me I'm crappy, yeah, but he's, I'm coming face to face with who I am and he's lovingly walking with me like well the beautiful work of um sanctification that he's doing in you right you're you're predestined to be conformed into the image of the likeness of the son and so to be conformed into his image you have to be deformed from your image right yeah (laughs) so bro i got a lot of deforming (laughs) to get done man but let me let me dive into some of this conformed we have to realize that we're deformed right before I get into this, I want to I want to preface this whole talk, okay. and I want to let everybody know that preface. we're not. We, here's the preface. I want to let everyone know that we're not chasing spiritual experiences in the feel goods of like, whoa, I'm getting, uh, I'm like having these spiritual experiences, and like that that is the end goal. That is not the end goal for anything that we're talking about. So let me ask you real quick, then though, what do you think? people's issues with experiences are because people will say this. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, because I can tell someone about an experience and they can go, ah, that sounds pretty out there. That sounds pretty wild. I've never read anything like that in the Bible. So I don't think that that's right. Yeah. That's what I think their issue is, is that. So the problem with your experience is that it, it could possibly not line up with scripture, which is. Bro. And this, and so the big issue is fear. The big okay. issue is fear is the that fear like what? the fear of maybe doing something that is evil or not of God. Yeah, right. Uh, maybe. So what, uh, so what does scripture say about fear? I mean, that it's not of the Lord. A perfect love casts out all fear. Right. That too. So we exist. If I exist in a relationship with the Lord and I'm afraid that if I do something wrong, he's going to reject me or cast me out or punish me in some horrible kind of way. I think I've got it wrong. So if I'm seeking the Lord, right? If if I'm engaging that be, that part of my being where he resides, which we've talked about, it's by the spirit of God in us yeah. that we cry out Abba Father. So there's a a direct link to God in heaven by the spirit, right? So yes. if I'm seeking to engage that part 
of myself, why should I have any fear? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, well, I'll tell you why. It's because pastors stand on stage and you get all these like hyper conservative people in churches that are like always talking about the wolves and the, you know, the wolves and the, the heretics and the, I mean, there's like all of this fear that's been taught in people like, oh, you better watch out for the heretics and they're a wolf in sheep's clothing and the, you know, all of that. And yes, I mean it like that because that's a stereotype. Like that's, that's who that person is. And why people we- take the Bible and they wield it as if it's like this authority like here's i just had a conversation with the dude the other night so Actually, people with will Andrew, say it is an authority well yes but what people will do is that they'll take that authority and they'll use it to push their agenda with the authority that they have over people Listen, you can make the bible anything you can make the bible pro biden you can make it pro trump you can make it any anything you, you really want it can. to do you can you really there's can. scripture to yeah. support Every worldview, any, and people will be like, oh, well, I don't know about that. What about abortion? Well, what about when God told people to murder babies? Like, yeah. uh, or not, yeah. yeah, anyways, sure. I'm not going down all that, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> anyways, here's where I was going with all Go this before you, Go got, before you got me on I didn't one. mean to get, I didn't, no, but seriously, I think it's worth being addressed yeah. why people fear, feel fearful about having some sort of experience. You know what I mean? It, I, I'm, I think it, okay. So what it goes back to is, I believe, simple answer. Just skip the last five minutes. It goes back to a fear of being unbiblical. I th- okay, I think yeah. that's what. It, if I have to right. boil it down to anything, it's like, wow. But I've never heard anything like that. So what if this is wrong? And then what if God's mad about me? What if I accidentally, you know, but then, do this? Yeah, but then the fear of being unbiblical within their community of faith, right? Because yeah, yes. right. Yep. Because. It, I mean, let's just be honest. It could be quote unquote biblical in a different community. Right. Yeah. What's biblical for some may not be biblical for all. So they're just afraid Ooh, of. Depending yeah. on what I was saying, going back to whatever agenda is being pushed. Yeah. Or, or whatever yeah. denomination or hermeneutic or whatever they use. So let me just give you a quick, a quick scripture and I'll let you dive into that. So And in then Luke, I can finish my initial yes, quote. Luke 17, 20 through 21, Jesus says, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. So the kingdom of God is within you does not come from observation. So literally God's kingdom is inside of you. Mm -hmm. And so this is what we're talking about, engaging that place in you where the kingdom of God is. Yes. And the spirit of Yahweh. The spirit of God in mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. So those are Jesus's words. You can argue with him about it. <laughs> okay. So here's my, my preface. We're not chasing spiritual experiences. Mm-hmm. We, are ch- we are pursuing intimacy with Jesus. That is the goal of everything that we're about to talk about. It's about intimacy with Yeshua. It's right. about this realness. And let me tell you, like, until I have started engaging the Lord this way, I've never felt an intimacy the way that I have by just completing 30-day Bible reading plans or just reading scripture or even through worship. And I'm not knocking that stuff. I'm saying that that led me to knowledge of Yahweh and Yeshua and that these experiences, what we're about to talk about, has led me into intimacy. So one of them led me into knowledge, which can sometimes lead to intimacy. And one of these led like straight to intimacy. Like it, it, it's wild. So, so okay. So here's what I'm trying to say. So I'll start out here. I'm going to read from some of my notes, but we are primarily 
a spirit being, right? So we are body, soul, spirit. We're three-part being, Mm -hmm. okay? And so we are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. Okay. Okay. Our body is literally our skin suit. Our soul is our mind, will, and our emotions. Right. And our spirit is that inner being of us. When when someone... um, well, I don't even know what to call it. I would probably say when someone is saved, probably born again would be yeah, the phrase that right. you know, Jesus used. Right, that spirit used. comes alive. Yeah, and that spirit, and that's what happens when you pass from death to life. It's being born again. That's what right. Jesus and Nicodemus were having a conversation about. Yeah, so I think it's important. Um, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for if you do, you will surely die. Yep. They ate of it. They did not physically die. Yeah, they were still living, still breathing, still thinking. So they were still, still living, breathing, thinking. So what died? It's that spirit. That spirit. Yep. Right? Though, although you were dead in your trespasses, you weren't physically dead, not breathing in mm-hmm. your trespasses. You were dead in your spirit. Right. But now you've been made alive, alive in Christ Jesus. Yes. Right. Yes. So we are primarily a spirit being, and that spirit lives and exists for 24 hours a day. It it exists whether or not you have ever acknowledged it or or. In, uh, engaged with God, with it, it is there. Okay. okay. Um, when, uh, I already said that. So here's the interesting thing though, is that we've been conditioned. And when I say conditioned, it's not just by the world. I mean, it's even in the church too, like, but we've been conditioned to only view ourselves as a physical being. And the reality is, is that we are both. We are a physical being and we are a spiritual being. Now right. you're like, whoa, Chris, this is getting weird. Dude, the whole Bible's weird. Everything in it's weird. Like, it's a weird book. If you're going to be a Christian or, or you know, read and believe the Bible, you got to believe some weird stuff that a, that a God became a human and walked on water and performed miracles mm-hmm. and died <laughs> and came back to life and defeated death and ascended into heaven. That's <sighs> weird stuff. Right. So he was, he ascended into heaven and we've been crucified with him and also... God has raised us up in him and we're seated with him in the heavenly realm. Yes. So if we're seated with him in the heavenly realm, why am I not there right now with my body and my soul? When that's when it says, when it says present tense. Yeah. I am seated in with him now. Yes. It's not past tense or, or so, future tense. So what part of me is there then? It's that spirit. My spirit, Our is, spirit, my is, spirit seated. is seated in heaven. Mm-hmm. Colossians tells us, Set your mind on things above where Christ is seated in the heavenly realms. Set your heart on things above where Christ is seated in the heavenly realms. Right. And so and so these two worlds that I'm saying that we exist in is there's a spiritual realm and there's a physical realm. There's two. And and there are. Th- it, that's just what, what yes. there is. Like in order like when there is good, there is evil. That is like that is something that you can count on. It's like salt and pepper, you know, like any other thing that goes together where there is good, there is evil. That's just the way that the world works. And so yin and yang. Yep. Yin and yang. Um, and so we've been conditioned to only view ourselves as spiritual beings. The reality is, is that we're too. Okay. So have you ever like gone to a state and like been on the border and been like, Oh, I'm standing in Oklahoma and in Kansas I, at the same time. <laughs> oh, look at me. Get the picture for MySpace. Like, have you ever, you ever done for that? What? MySpace. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm going to post this on Mistress. I'm going to post this on GeoCities when on I get home. Zanga. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but, and that's what it's like. Like we are a being that has one foot in the physical realm and one foot in the spiritual realm. And so that, that's kind of what that looks like. Now, our body is what links us to the physical world. Yes. Did you agree with that? Okay. Yes. Our, our spirit is what links us consciously to God 
and to the spiritual and the world. Spiritual world. Yes. You agree with that? It's by His Spirit that we cry, Abba Father. Okay. Yes. Our soul is the connector between the two, and it also gives us consciousness, Ooh, uh, conscious awareness yes, of ourselves, and the ability to perceive the spiritual world just as easy as the physical one. So a lot of people, when they think about the soul, they just think that it has an ability to process the physical, but it can just as easily process the spiritual world and engage with that as well. So, so body, and then we have soul and the soul is the bridge between the spirit and the body. That's deep stuff. And some people are going to get lost, but I think it's super deep. And I'm trying to explain that like as, you know, as, as simply as possible, but you know, sometimes people are like, well, if this like spiritual world exists or there's like, you know, any of this stuff, why have I never had any encounters with that? Like you, you may talk to people who are like, they have spiritual encounters with the light and the darkness. Like Lara has told me, like my wife has had some very dark experiences Mm -hmm. and she's told me a big part of the reason why she believes is because of some of the heavy darkness that she feels that she's felt and also that she's experienced. And because of that darkness, she has experienced the light as well. Yeah. And so some people can go their whole lives and never have an experience. None of it. They never yeah. get the creepy weird vibe, they never see a shadow in the and I'm not, and this isn't like a thing that's all about angels and demons. That's not what this is about, but it's it's the acknowledgement that there are two realms, there are two worlds. And I know yes. some of this might sound like very yeah. triggering language for people who maybe grew up in an abusive or uh, I don't know, like uh charismatic environment and and man I'm I'm so sorry if you've had those experiences that were weird and felt like they were not of God. I, yeah. I, I truly am. And so if that's triggering to anyone, man, feel free to shoot us an email. I'd love to have a conversation with you and, and chat about that because I know that yeah. sometimes there can be some pain there. Let me give you a scripture real quick that, okay. just, that just proves this. 2 Kings six fifteen through 18. When the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? He said, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elijah prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. Well, obviously his eyes were already open because mm-hmm. he saw that they were surrounded. Right. So what eyes were he was he talking about? He's talking about his spiritual his eyes. Spiritual man. eyes. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, spiritual eyes. Yep. And and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. Elisha. And when the Syrians came down against him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, please strike this people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness in accordance with the prayer of Elisha. So servant of God goes out, sees with his physical eyes, an army surrounding him. He says, oh crap, what are we going to do? We're toast. And then Elisha prays and says, hey, let him see. So then the Lord opens his spiritual eyes and he sees literally between no longer just the physical realm, but he sees the spiritual realm. Yep. Two realms exist. Mm-hmm. Scripturally, the Lord has opened people's eyes yep. based on the asking of somebody else who followed the Lord mm-hmm. that he may see so that he may know. And the Lord did it. It's wild. It, have, you, have you ever seen a flaming army? <laughs> like an army just, that's wild stuff, man. And I know, I know. And I just give the preface, like, I know this stuff sounds weird. It does, but I just, I, the I more think, that I've been around it, it's just like, I don't know if it's that weird. Well, you know, it's like what what we've done essentially is we have wrapped all of this in some sort of earthly perspective, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. well, you know, it's just symbolic or it's just a story or whatever it is, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so. Well, and so here's kind of getting back to it, um, talking about the soul, like 
whichever world our soul is focused on is the one that we're the most aware of. That's good. And so, um, mm. and for and for a lot of people, um, most of us are distracted by the noise of the physical world. You know, we have like I'm super guilty of this. When it's quiet, I'm like, let me listen to a podcast. Let me listen to some music. Mm-hmm. Let me, you know, do this or that, or let me watch Netflix. Or and so, dude, the other day, like today, I was working and um, I was I was editing photos. I was listening to music, and I also had the Astros game on. Oh my I had gosh. like three forms of stimulation yeah. going on. The uh, Lord just like reminded me like, dude, this is sometimes why it's so hard for you to press in because you have like, you're so, we're so overstimulated yeah. by this physical world and the noise around it. And so mm-hmm. you have to learn how to quiet your soul. And this is why meditative contemplation and why meditation is so powerful because it teaches yeah. you to quiet the noise around you and to fix your eyes on the Lord and to fix yeah, your gaze to there. Do that's, that, to yeah. set your mind and your heart on those things above. And so this is why it's so hard for some people to experience, to hear, to do any of that is because we're so tuned in and we're so distracted by the noise of the world. And it takes time to be able to <clears throat> learn how to quiet that noise down and how to quiet um, our soul. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so why does this information matter? Why does the information of body, soul, spirit, why does that matter? Why are you preaching a sermon right now? Because you've got notes and outline and everything. Well, because I <laughs> You know what, Jason? You, you finish. Go ahead. Go for it. So why does this matter, Christopher? <laughs> you just made me feel like a big idiot. <laughs> Did I really? Yes. This is all really good information, well, BT-Dub. Well, now I'm... Nope. You ought to just do a teaching podcast. Why are you on the salty teaching dogs? podcast. Dad you're doing it, it Jason. right now. I could just cut this whole I'm part and it would be you teaching podcast. To, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I have to give you a hard time. I know you do. I love Did you. I have preacher voice? It's so good. You did not have preacher voice. Okay, good. Whew. That's the last thing I wanted. So give us a quick example of a real preacher voice <laughs> and then people will be able to compare. So why does this matter? Well, here's why this matters. <laughs> Is that preacher's it's totally voice? how you do it. Is that? It no, is. dang it. <laughs> no, that's not how you did it. Oh, okay. I'm saying, but that's like, you slipped into it, but you weren't doing it. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, no, dude, I can go right back to it. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, this, all of this stuff matters because this way, like, and here's, I guess I'll just say it, engaging God in your mind, through your imagination, in your soul, where those two worlds collide is how you can have an intimate, real relationship with the living God. Say that one more time. I don't even know if I, like, I wasn't reading that. I just said it. Oh, I would try to say it again. Oh, I thought it was on your notes. All of this matters because if you will basically like, here's what it looks like to actually do what I've been talking about. You engage God with your imagination, okay. like in, in, in the canvas of your mind, which yes. is a phrase that you coined, Thanks. you can actually <laughs> have experiences with God. And some people go, right. well, dude, that's just your imagination. But we've been told that our whole life. Yeah. Like, uh, do you, you ever wonder why kids are so prone to spiritual experiences or have like these little friends that they have or whatever? Yeah. It's because they have not been told by the world yet that, their that it's so. just their imagination. Yeah. Well, what do you, and, and then it goes back to like, well, what if you imagine wrong? Right. Well, I mean, I don't know. You're going to go I'm to hell. Just, I'm just saying, yeah, right. I'm just saying <laughs> That's like, probably there's, what people think. there's, there's fear in that, right? To, right. Uh, to imagine, oh, we're going to imagine wrong. Well, okay. Like, okay. Actually, here's, here's where the fear lies in that because it's like, 
How can I prove something? If I'm having these images that come to my mind, how do I know that it's of God? Yeah. Like, how do I know that like the, because what we can do now is we can check things and we can check the words of man by going to the scripture and saying, this is found verbatim in the scripture in, you know, in the Bible. Yeah. When you lean into experiential relationship with Jesus, some of that just doesn't exist. Like you're, you're, you're lean, you're, here's what it is. You talk about like stepping out on faith. If, <gasps> if you're on this cliff, mm-hmm. the Bible can sometimes be the thing that keeps you from taking a step of faith and so, leaping off. So let's talk about extra biblical revelation then, because that's what we're talking about. Extra talk biblical revelation. Extra, extra biblical revelation. Right. And, th- and this co- falls into like Gnosticism and mysticism. And a lot of people don't like Gnosticism. Um, and a lot of people don't like mysticism. Right. But let's talk about this. You'll have to define those terms. I know what mysticism is. I it, know what Gnosticism is. Okay, so Gnosticism, it, it's just like special revelation. Like, gotcha. I, I'm the only one that got this. Have we just been put in a camp? Pretty much. Okay, yeah. that's fine. So here's the deal. Does the Bible tell you, did the Bible tell you to marry Lara? No. Why did you marry Lara? Because she's smoking hot. Hey, oh. Baringda. Oh, wait. Ba-da-da. No. Um, I, do you want me to tell you this? Well, I mean, you felt led, right? Yeah, like, I felt led. There okay. was the Lord confirmed so, some things so that here, were not so, in the Bible. So here's some really interesting things about that then, because people will pray all the time, Lord, which, which school should I go to? Should I take this job? Should I not take this job? Should I marry this woman? And then they'll say, you know what? I really felt like the Lord led me to marry this person. Right. So you're saying you got extra biblical revelation about the person you should marry, the school you should go to, and what classes you should take? Yeah, bro. But I then get... if I but then if I have a revelation from the Lord and it doesn't line up with you believe you believe, well then all of a sudden you don't like extra biblical revelation. Anytime we're mm. led by the Spirit of God to do something in this context, in this life most likely is extra biblical revelation, except for, and people will argue this, well, it tells you to feed the poor. So then when the spirit led you to feed the poor, did you really need to be spirit led or did you just need to be obedient to the scripture? You know what I mean? Right. But there's a lot of things people pray about, right? And so why do we pray? If the Bible has all the answers, why do we pray? Checkmate evangelicals. Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, dude. I mean, that's, that's true. Like if someone is going to discredit or discount extra biblical in like Revy, like why even pray? Why ask God, God, what do I do? Yeah. And it's because the Bible doesn't give us all the answers to all life's things. Jesus said, I have to go and it is for your benefit because I'm going to send a helper. Yeah. And he's going to show you things to come and he will teach you all things and lead you in all truth. Hmm. Oh, so it's the Holy Spirit's role to lead me into all truth? You Actually, mean- the Holy Spirit on his knuckles has the words heavy revy tattooed. Oh my gosh. Knuckles. Bam. He just hits you with it. Jesus said, it's better that I go away because if I didn't, well, then I wouldn't send the King James Version Bible and the Gutenberg Press to be able to print all the scriptures. And the John MacArthur Leadership Bible. Oh my Bible. gosh. We're going way too off on that. I'm sorry. So what do we do? So okay. So how then, because we're talking about the how, Yeah. and I think we've already hit it. Just a little bit, but we well, talked I gave, about I gave meditative, like the overall, right? Engaging God in our in our right. imagination, basically. Yeah. So engaging God in your mind, right? So if right, you, you say call the, it, you can the, call it your mind. So yeah. the mind is that, the if bridge. you don't like the word imagination, you can so use the, the word mind. So the mind is the bridge between the body and the spirit, 
Is kind of what you said? Yes. Yeah. So, or the soul is the bridge so between... When, so when God speaks, yeah. what does he speak to? He speaks, he speaks to, our, to spirit. our spirit. Yeah. And then our mind comprehends that he's speaking to our spirit. And let me just, let me ask a question. You may have grown up in the church your whole life, and you may have prayed your whole life and asked God, like, questions, and maybe you just feel like God is a butthole because he doesn't answer you, when the reality oh is, is that God is a spiritual being who speaks spirit to spirit. And it might just be that we're so tuned into this physical world that we're not able, until we set, like, the way that I use, like, the example that I gave is like, um, you know, we could have someone in the other room over there, uh, like, let's say uh, Casey was in the other room, like, you know, getting water or something. And just because we can't see Casey doesn't mean that Casey's not doing something in the other room. It's only when we walk out of this room and focus our attention on this room that we can see what's going on in the other room. Right. And so it's the same way. Or it's like, so here's, here's a good example. We'll be, we'll be at the grocery store and there will be music playing. Yep. And most of the time I'm not even paying attention to the music, but it's playing. And then Kim will be like, Oh, I really like this song. And then I'm like, hold on, let me listen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then that's I, a really good example. And then I hear the song For playing sure. and I'm like, Oh yeah, it's really great. But then I just go back to shopping yeah. and then the music fades away. Right. And you just, you just tune it out. We can do this. Or you, the- or yeah. Have you ever been in the car and you're like driving and you totally are like come to, and you're like, Oh my God, I just drove five miles and like yeah. completely zoned out. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the exact same thing. And so this, this kind of stuff that's that's what we're talking about, is actually having experiences with God in your mind, which, by the way, is how He delivers revelation. Well, yeah, that's how, how he, he brings it to you. Yeah, and so again, experience preceded Scripture. Right. We wouldn't have the Scripture had living, breathing people with a mind, body, and a soul. Yeah. Or spirit, soul, body had not heard the voice of the Lord and he revealed himself. They wrote about what happened to them. Yeah. And so let me just tell you that I really doubt that once the scriptures were finished being written, that the Lord didn't have any plans to say anything or be active in anybody's life ever again. Right. He closed the book. He's like, well, that one's done. And if anything, Paul says, you're living epistles. What'd you call me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the apostle writing the epistles said, you are a living epistle, which means the epistles were the letters to the church, yes. which we call scripture. And so by that logic, you are living scripture. Nice. That's heresy, bro. But then, how, well, I mean, how, how do you not go off the deep end? Well, do you know the Lord? Bro, the Lord exists in the deep end. Like, what, what do you, oh. like, I don't, uh, what do you, what do you want to say? Like, man, I'm about to, uh-oh. I'm about uh-oh. to, uh-oh. good Lord help me. Okay. I, f- I feel like that meme from Lord of the Rings, <sighs> brace yourselves, winter brace is coming. No, that's not, oh, is that, no, that's Game of Thrones. Oh, it's Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah winter's You're coming. You're going to have people unsubscribe to our podcast oh, well. by messing that up. Well, this episode will probably. Well, you luckily derailed me. I forgot what tangent I was about to go off on and that's probably a good thing. Yep. It always so, is. Um, but anyways, okay, so we're talking about engaging the Lord in your mind. What does that look like practically? How does that happen? So we have a group of people that have been doing this and operating in this for, I don't know, how long? How would you say? Like some longer than others, but. So, yeah, so. A couple years, three years, two my years, wife, three years. My sister-in-law, 
people who are a part of our source community now probably about three years yeah. at this point. And here recently, the community that we're leading uh, in a house church has just started to begin to, I mean, over the last month, like started to do some of this heresy. Heresy House Church, Sunday mornings <laughs> at 8 a.m. <laughs> you bring the donuts, we'll bring the heresy. <laughs> That's pretty freaking great. I'm sorry. I don't know. You bring the donuts. We'll bring the heresy. We'll bring the heresy. You got to make fun of yourself. Okay. You have to. But so for, so when when people say the word like I'm going to use another phrase now that I have not used yet. When we're talking about engaging God in our minds, some people might say seeing in the spirit. I don't like that phrase as much because it comes with baggage. Mm-hmm. I think anytime you start talking about seeing stuff, people are like, bro, you need to be on meds. Like, you know, okay. you like, so, but, but you can talk about that when people use the word seeing, sometimes it's easy to think that we're just talking about our physical eyes. So pull out, look at your hands. Like people think that like sometimes all seeing things or getting all revelations or visions or whatever you want to call it happens like with your natural eye yeah. and you can just see it as clear as day. Sometimes spir- that happens. It's spiritual eyes. Sometimes that happens. But yes, we're talking about spiritual eyes. And remember, our soul is the connector between our spirit and our body. Yeah. Okay. And so th- those spiritual eyes exist on the canvas of your mind. I love that phrase that you coined mm-hmm. that. Like it, it just explains it so well. So some people... When they are seeing things on the canvas mm-hmm. of their mind, um, sometimes they literally see images. Yeah, um, I think that's more rare than than not. Like I don't for I think most people aren't actually seeing images all the time. Sometimes it happens. Yeah, but I think for most people, like if I tell you we're going to do a little exercise, I want you to imagine um, a steak and broccoli and potatoes on a plate, mm-hmm. and you can so imagine that right now. Yeah. So you can see that in your mind, sure, right? Yeah. Like it, it, it's not like you're fit, but you can see that Im- it's imagery in your mind. of it's like, not, it's not it in not, front of you. It didn't appear on the table. Right. But it, you can see that in your mind. If you imagine anything, or if you're having any sorts of thoughts about something or yeah. like and that this, is the canvas of your mind where that space exists. And like that's where the Lord will show us things yep. and speak to us. Mm-hmm. So and like, okay, and so, sometimes, so here's the next step. Here's the next, um, the next exercise. So I want you to imagine someone saying the word voice. Did you just hear voice in your mind? Yes. Did you hear voice in your ears? No. You heard voice in your mind. So you and can you, and see. That, and that's like spiritual ears. So you like, can see and hear. Yep. Right? It can didn't, you, it didn't, the vibration didn't go up and move up your vocal cords and ring out and then go into your ear. And then that little piece in your ear that transmits to your brain like that, that yeah. process didn't happen. Cochlea. Is that what it's called? There is a cochlea. Cochlea, like koinonia. <laughs> yeah, right. So cochlea I, church. I love what you're saying because our spirit has eyes and ears. He Yeesh. who has ears, let him hear. Yeesh. Jesus is talking about spiritual ears that they would see, but they would not be perceiving. He's Jesus not talking, is talking about, about that spiritual. He's not talking bond. about with your eyes. Right. He's talking about with your spiritual eyes. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus even addresses this. Uh, the prophets address it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm. Mm, man, I, I really love the sourdough bread they serve with communion. I'm tasting and seeing that the Lord is good mm. by eating sourdough bread during communion. No, that's not what you're doing. Mm. Right? You're, right. You're tasting in the spirit. Drink, mm, right? Nom, nom, I'll give nom, you nom, living nom. water. She wasn't drinking water with her mouth. 
She was or drinking. Or maybe she was drinking it with her spiritual mouth. She was drinking with her spiritual mouth. Here, put this living water down your spiritual gullet. <laughs> dip the hot dog. It's good to the dip soul. Dip the hot dog in your gullet, dip, Phyllis. <laughs> dip, the, dip the hot dog in the water. And, <laughs> yeah, anyways. But oh, I, I, think we're, I think we're on something good there. Oh, yeah, because, yeah. So we're talking about engaging okay, that. Okay, so someone just... Pam had something that she said. I think it brings up a good point. That doesn't work for those of us people who can't hear in our minds. And and I think I think that actually is a thing. Like some people, somebody like was telling their, me that. Like when yeah. So I know it's a thing. But so that's one example. Like those are two examples. Sometimes seeing images. Sometimes like when I say the word voice, and then you hear you like you hear that in your head. Some people don't have that. I think the Lord can sometimes work past I, that. But I guess I wonder how she remembers conversations that she has. Yeah, I, there's, there's like if you look I on mean, YouTube, you see, like, do you see words in your mind, or so you can't hear in your mind, but you can, can you see in your mind? Can you imagine things? That's my question. I can and that, only sorry imagine. if that sounded rude. Those are real questions. Yeah. So, so okay, so some people see words, like they don't hear words, they see words. Like I know Christina said sometimes she sees. Yeah, words right like there's all sorts of things and then other people like sometimes you just get this feeling and you just kind of it's you a just, sense you just kind of know it's call it a sixth sense or or whatever they want like but yeah but you can just you just feel something and someone's like man what are you feeling you might be feeling satan you might be feeling them demons bro and it's like dude like here's the thing christians i, I know the tangent i was going to go off on Christians, for whatever distraction, reason, distraction, distraction, distraction. Uh, well, uh, I'm back again. I'm a Christian. Um, people, for some reason, want like absolute proof of everything that they will believe. And let me tell you this: like the the, the disciples didn't have proof until Jesus was dead, and then it was even after. Like they didn't get that proof until later. There is an element yeah. of faith that exists, and too many people want to remove faith from their relationship, bro. And that's where relationship exists, it's when you take that leap off the edge uh, or off the so, ledge. So and, and that's where God meets you in the middle. Like when your feet are no longer on the ground and you're like, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. And at least that's been my so, experience. So Jesus, remember he asked Peter and he says, who do you say I am? And he says, you're the Messiah, the living God. Mm -hmm. And he said, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Hmm. Actually, what we miss in the scripture is that Peter, after Jesus asked him that question, went and did a thorough study of the Torah and then realized that because of the scriptures that Christ was the Messiah. And so it's based on his study of scripture that he can then confessed Jesus the Messiah. And, do, do you know and Jesus said, you did a really good job exegeting the Old Testament to figure out who I was. Good job. Exegeting leveled up by two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, you know he said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. Right. He had revelation from Revy. the Spirit of God. Heavy, heavy. Right? Somehow, yeah. it hit his mind. His mind gullet. And then he spoke it. It came from somewhere. Where did it come from? It came from the Spirit of God. Well, how does that happen? It happens in us. It does. We hear it. We see it. We think it. We feel it. We discern it. Whatever it is. Oh, well, you can't. I mean, you know, your feelings, this, that, and the other. Dude, you, I think here's here's the issue. Is that we forget that God made us and, and then said that we were very good. Mm, come on. The way he created us, he created us very good. Oh, but we sin and we're sinners. Well, are you? Are nah, you still a sinner? Well, that's not what Pastor Down the Street says. Pastor yeah. Down the Street says that I'm what's, a piece of crap. What's that your I'm, identity? You know, blah, blah, Is blah, blah, Is the blah. Spirit of God in you? Yeah. Is Are you moving and living and having your being in him? Are you in relationship with him? Is he your Lord and your Savior? Did he look at us and say, Did he not redeem you? Good. Or do you not live in belief that you're completely redeemed? 
and that you're you're good because he's made you good. You're not even good. You're righteous. Ooh. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say it again. Let me feel it in my bones. You are the righteousness. Well, you can't go feeling things because well, I don't. I don't know how to. I don't know if that's a real experience or not. Uh, you know what? I I think we have a really good mix of like sarcasm and heavy truth going on right now. I, you got to man. Jesus was full of grace and truth. I feel like Salty Dogs podcast is full of humor and truth. We bring we bring the laughs and we bring the convos, man. It's it's what we do. And this is all for the purpose of encouraging people to engage the Lord right. within you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. It's inside of you. And you have a mind, you have a will, you have emotions, you have an imagination. The Lord gave you that. Satan did not give you an imagination. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He uh, now let me tell you that there are outside influences, yada yada blah blah blah, diggity do. Right. But again, this is a, this is the fear thing, right? If I go and I say, Hey Lord, I want to hear your voice. And then Satan's like, no, it's like, does this sound like God? Yeah. But then all of a sudden it's like, like, Oh crap. Yeah. But then all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, I went to seek the Lord and I heard (laughs) Satan speak to me. Oh, so now you believe that you can listen to spiritual beings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so funny. It's so funny. Okay. Yeah, I was really listening for the Lord. Whoa, how do you know it was the Lord? What if Satan... Because it didn't sound like yeah. this. What if Satan jumps in and speaks to you instead? Oh, so you believe that Satan can speak to me, but you don't believe that the Lord can? Right, so now you're, so you give now more you're placing credit. Satan above God. Right, you give more credit to right. Satan. It's fear, bro. Fear fear binds. Fear keeps us back in, in, in everything. Fear's main goal is to no, keep... No, Christopher... <laughs> That's not my goal. What is what is do Batman quotes? What's he say? Oh, Look yeah. at me. Look at me. I just watched The Dark Knight. I rented it three days ago. It's, dude, that movie holds up so much. It's so good. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, it's so funny. I, what did he say? What did he talk about the darkness, the quote in the darkness? Oh, oh you you think you can hide in the darkness? I, I was, was born, born in it. <laughs> Gotham's reckoning. Yeah, that was um, good. Yeah, okay. so good. Back to back to God stuff. <laughs> the whole dude. Okay, so I just kind of want to talk about maybe some experiences about it. that I've had. Um, you know, the first time that that I began to imagine. And so, for anyone who's like, "Oh, what does this look like? Like, how do I, how do I do this? How do I try?" So, one of the ways that I was first told to kind of do this, and the ways that we've been walking through, like, our our in our house church with like how to do this is um, the past couple of weeks we've actually been, we would call this engaging um, like for the first time with like people who've never done it before to in, just to engage with something, to engage with the Lord, to engage yeah. with God, like with whatever, you know, or engage. engaging with engage. Jesus, like engage to get engaged. <laughs> Will you marry me? No. You got to get engaged. I got a wife, man. I'm sorry. Okay. I can't, can't do it. So, mm-hmm. so the way that we, did this at first was first off, we would just approach Jesus and say in our mind and, and say, Jesus, we just want to ask you to, um, we want to dedicate our imagination to you right now. And we want to ask that you would lead us into having a moment with you. So dedicate your imagination. So basically, for, you're okay. Saying, so for people who are like really, really weird and they're like, Oh, I don't want any demons to come into my mind. You can just be like, well, do you believe in prayer? And if you do, just ask Jesus to not let that happen. And yep. then if you have doubt, like... But this whole imagination thing, so you're just making stuff up with no, your brain? No, I wouldn't say right? that. Like okay. the land so, of make-believe? No, no, no. Like that's not Mr. Rogers told yes. us to do? Yes, the podcast land of make-believe. Over. That's what it is. I just make stuff up. 
that's what I'm asking. No, no. Okay, so here's people will wonder. Here's what it's like. Um, I mean, for me now, the way that it is 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 I cl- well, I don't. When I first started, I would just close my eyes and I would trust that because I was drawing near to Jesus, I'd said, Jesus, will you draw near to me during this time? Like, I want to have an experience. Lord, do you have anything you want to say to me? And if I prayed that prayer, why wouldn't I trust that Jesus would draw near? Scripture says, if I draw near to him, he will draw near to me. So I'm drawing near to Jesus. Why would I trust that he would leave me hanging, that he would bail? So scripture, Hebrews eleven six, and without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Yeah. That's it. Yep. This is do earnestly believe, seeking. Yeah. Do you believe that he's going to reward you for earnestly seeking? Or do you believe that if you try and earnestly seek him, well, all of a sudden a demon's going to jump in and take your mind Which, away? Which, by the way, if people, I, I tend to think that people that share that view, they have this tainted view of God, bro. It's like this, this... Like what kind of father, a kid asks him for a gift and he gives him a rock. Like yeah, exactly. what kind of God, like you ask for experience and he gives you a demon. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Yeah. No, that that's not how this works. Okay. So anyways, yeah. so I, I engage and I draw near and say, Lord, I just, when I first started, I would do all this. I don't go through all of this anymore. I just do it now. Like I just engage with them. Yeah. But when I first started, it was like, Lord, I want to meet with you. I want to have an experience with you. I want to have this relationship with you. I want to have intimacy. Right. It's all about intimacy. It's It's not just about like, it's not chasing feel goods or any of that. It's about intimacy, man. Yeah. So let me, let me help this along with my wife. Well, like I want to go have dinner with her. Yes. It's not just about the dinner. It's about having dinner with her. Yeah. If I just wanted to have dinner, I could just go have dinner. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's about intimacy. It is. That's what I'm saying. Yep. This is the way it is with the Lord. Oh, we're well, just chasing experience. Well, I went on a date with my wife. Do I just want to go on dates? Am I? Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, it's 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 experiences like kind of paved the way ref- to intimacy. We are refuting every argument and nobody has any leg to stand on in opposition to because us. Because they're we not are 100% here. <laughs> right on everything that we're saying on and this man, episode. Dude, and man, dude. Just kidding. JK. JK. So I would do that and say, and so then anyways, I would just close my eyes and then I would just trust close. because I asked Jesus, stop, let me finish. <laughs> Can you get me off again? Get me off track. And I would just ask Jesus to meet me where I'm at. And then here's where the faith comes into play. And this, this next part is a part where people are like, nah, bro, that's too far. I can't, I can't go there. Like okay. I can't do that. And you just have to trust that whatever images, words, thoughts, things that you see that come to mind are from Jesus. Faith. It's faith. You have to trust because why wouldn't you trust when you just ask Jesus to draw near to you? So people think it's weird though, right? Like, yeah, people think it's weird. They think it's freaking crazy. I saw a rock. How is that from the Lord? Right. Or you might see something weird. Can I tell you about one of my first experiences that I had? Okay. So the first time I I listened to a podcast and someone kind of walked me through an exercise. You saw The Rock. I saw The Rock. Dwayne The Rock. I just saw Dwayne Johnson. Oh, you keep getting me off track. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm feeling very playful right now. It's okay. I know you are. So one of the first experiences that I had with this when I began to see the thing that I saw in my mind was I saw a beach. Like I saw this beach and I saw the sand and I saw the waves. And again, when I say beach or when I say sea, it's not here. Like I'm seeing like, yeah, it's in your mind. It's in my mind. So I saw this beach I saw the waves. I saw seagulls flying around and I saw 
like a close up of my feet and my feet in the sand. Um, and then I saw this man walking along like where the, the shore meet like the shore. And I just knew, I just automatically knew that was Jesus. You knew it was Jesus. Okay. And so I made my way to him and, and what he said to me was, and again said in my, so, so in so my mind, seeing now and you're about to I'm hear seeing and I'm hearing it's in my mind. Jesus said in the most like, <laughs> in the most peace filled, peace filled, loving way possible said, it's good to see you. Mm. And even as I say that now, oh, I can just, so good. to, to feel like I'm getting, I'm getting choked up right yeah. now. Like to feel that and to feel Jesus say, it's good to see you. And it's only to you. Yeah. There's intimacy there. Mm-hmm that I haven't experienced by hearing pastor stand on stage yeah. and say, God love, like it is a deeper form of love. What if somebody told me, Hey, Jason loves you. And then you tell me, Hey, I love you, bro. Oh, it's like, different. It's different. Yeah. And not only it didn't stop there, he embraced me and I've, and I could see him embracing me and it was just the so most, could you feel that? Uh, no, no, I didn't. No, no I didn't like feel okay. it on my body. But, you but, saw, but, but I mean, I saw, saw it like, heard. yeah, but I felt the emotion. Like when yeah. I say feel like, I felt the emotion of it all and like, and then like Jesus knelt down in the sand and like wrote a message to me and and it like said, I love you. Like it was just this moment and you know, it didn't, maybe it lasted like five minutes. I actually remember I was driving for FedEx and, and I was listening to this podcast. I pulled over on the side of the road and, and like started walking through this exercise and broke down bawling like a baby in the middle of Winfield. Yeah like on my FedEx route, because I just had an encounter with the living God in yeah. my mind. And I'd never felt that before. Hmm. Yeah. Like, and I can and still go re- back. You weren't reading your Bible? No. You weren't listening to a sermon by your pastor? Mm-mm. It was a heretic, heretic uh, podcast.com. You weren't studying no. systematic theology by Wayne Grudem? Nope. None of that. I don't understand how that works then. And dude, experience after experience after experience like this that I would have, just seeing Jesus in these different, different places. And so you're having these experiences in your mind. Right. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. And some and people some people might hear that and be like can't go there, man. Like that's it's too out there. And it's like, you know what? That's fine. I'm not asking you to go there because I truly I mean, I I believe that there's freedom and there's intimacy there. there there's a girl um who who was actually in my youth group, uh the youth group not my youth group, the youth group youth group I used to lead, who has been coming to our house church and we just started engaging last week and she made the statement last night that she's felt more intimacy in the last week with the Lord than she has her whole life. That's and she insane. said she feels robbed for not having known this. Yeah. And this is someone who loves worship and who worship, worships all the time. Like, so, who, so she reads her Bible, obviously. Has she just been reading it wrong or is she not like, did, does she not, should she pull out the Greek so she can go deeper? <laughs> like, man, you know, <laughs> Some, some would say yes. Some would say I'm yes. I'm just saying. That's what, that's what we do, bro. We tell people like, oh, you just gave your life to the Lord. You just got saved. You raised your hand. You prayed that prayer. You received the free Bible. Now here's what we need you to do. You need to come to our church, insert church name dot here 101 or entry level, whatever, so yeah. that you can go, you can join a group, you can start serving. None of that stuff is bad, but that is like it. That's it. Come to our you, ca- can be a, you can be... 
a professional door holder for eight years at your church and never grow closer to Christ, Yikes. never look more like him, Whoa. have the same character flaws, beat your wife in private, oh look God. at porn every day, like, and not grow and not become more like him. Bro, when I encounter Jesus in my mind and he points out sin in my life, yeah. there is an urgency there to change and to become more like him than I've ever felt before. Yeah. More than holding a door open ever has done for me. Oh my gosh. And I know I'm to, talking crap, but it's like... all of ah. you door holding volunteers continue to Useless. serve passionately. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so you're telling me that you, you guys as a community are spending time having these imaginative experiences with the Lord. So again, sure. so again, in your <laughs> imagination, so people see that as a negative thing, like your imagination, you're just making this up. But right. really what is happening is you're engaging your mind, Bro. which is part of your soul that the Lord has given you. So let me just talk about the power Can of I imagination. Can I say one more thing real quick? Yes, real, absolutely. Real quick. And it's crazy when you're doing it. So there's uh, me and my brother and another woman in our church who are kind of like, I hate to use the phrase leader. We're, we're, we're seeking guidance from the Lord. I'm not even going to call us leaders or pastors or whatever. We three have taken it upon it. Like feel like God's leading us to seek how to govern and love and lead yeah, our yeah. community. So you're just seeking the Lord. We're just seeking the Lord. Right. When us three do it together. And you've heard this before. Like we see the same things. Yeah. Like we see, I'll be like, Oh yeah. I feel like, uh, I don't know. Just a, Example. Yeah, I saw a horse. I, I saw a horse or something like, hey, I feel like we're in a field or I can see a field. Oh my God, I can see a field. Oh, do you can see like, and it's like, do you know how faith building that is? Yeah. The girl, like I got I have to share this. Like last week it was her first time and I felt like I was like, hey, I feel like I see you next to a body of water with Jesus and her eyes like yeah, got real big and she's like, I saw that, like, I felt like I was by this lake with Jesus and my feet yeah. were in the river. Right. And do you know how faith, like, yeah. what? Super you faith can't make that. Yeah. Sp- like, yeah. Them demons, them demons are doing it. Well, let's, I mean, let's just talk about this though. Like we want to talk. I'm also really hyper cause I am drinking a 20 ounce coffee and I'm almost oh done gosh. with it. So I'm Holy like, Holy moly. Yeah. And really it's freaking 845 at night. But so in the, the scriptures show us that the Lord will give people visions and dreams well, yep. how do those happen? It's not like he turns your TV on in the middle of the night and plays a movie for you, right? And your dreams, listen to this, uh, yeah. your dreams happen on the canvas of your mind yes. while you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Visions happen on the canvas of your mind while you're awake. Dreams and visions. Mm-hmm. Awake asleep. And so, yeah, because when you dream, you can see, I mean, that that's that same yeah. muscle. You're right. It's, a, it's Again, the canvas of so your the mind. So the word vision is strictly tied to... Do you know how many words there are for vision? Vision. There are like, are there a lot? There's like six or eight that are used. So your eyes allow you to have vision, right? Have Mm -hmm. good vision. So we have visions with our spiritual eyes. We see. Yes. We hear with our ears, right? So, so check this out. The apostle Paul, he has a thorn in his flesh, a messenger of Satan. And he cries out to the Lord three times and says, Take this thorn from me. And then he says, and the Lord says to me, and the red letter Bible will actually acknowledge it of the words of God. And he says, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm. So Jesus was speaking to Paul as he's asking the Lord to take a thorn from his flesh. And so then he hears the voice of Christ. Well, right. And the people and and the other people that were. Okay. On the road to Emmaus. Okay. I'm talking about the road. On the road to Emmaus. Or Jesus says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting? Damascus. Yeah. Saul. Yeah. What did I say? Emmaus. A road to Damascus, Saul, Saul, um, it is, 
it is not good for you to kick against the goads, you know, I'm the one you're persecuting. And it says that the ones around him saw and heard nothing. Right. Yeah. So who is he? Okay. And this goes back to God being able well, to I don't speak know about his experience. spirit to spirit. spirit if to God spirit. is speaking a yeah. spiritual language, which by the way, is why some people like demons speak spirit to spirit too. It's why you could be sitting here and you can be scared out of your mind because you just heard this voice and I heard nothing. Yeah. It's because a spiritual, spiritual being speaks spirit to spirit. That's how yeah. that works. Right. Like, it's why Paul heard from God. Or Jesus, yep, and who is spirit, yep, and the other two didn't hear it because it's not with vocal cords. We think that sometimes when we hear hear the word "say" or "see," we take it like it, it could be, be it's like it's physical when yeah. it could be spiritual, right? So Revelation, John, he gets the heavy revy. So that boy John, he, it says he t- so he was he was on the Isle of Patmos. He was in the spirit. So what is that? And then he said he turned and he saw. Yeah, but John was the weird one, man. Where we was can't, he seen? like, I know. Yeah, we well, can't you know, trust what that dude yeah, said. The Lord wanted to teach us about apop- apocalyptic end of the world stuff, and so pre-trib or post-trib, that, that was, yeah, Just right. Kidding. It was, you know, it was that instance. But then, even in the spirit, John is seeing and hearing, and he's writing stuff down. He got letters for the churches from Jesus in the spirit. So you're saying that seeing. we validate the letters that. John received, or like John's letters, or at least Revelation, where he's getting this extra biblical, right? This, sure. this, these messages, probably in the like with his spiritual ears. Yeah, like we're cool with that. Yeah, but not not us, yeah. not you or me. And so then, even when Jesus speaks in Revelation, we acknowledge it as the words of Christ. And in the very end, he says, "Behold, I'm coming." That's him speaking. So we acknowledge that, like Jesus' words in John's. Mind, revelation, like revelation, his, yeah, seeing and hearing in the in spirit, his vision, in, in his, his vision, vision, which by the way, like that happened takes in his brain, place up here, yep, like we acknowledge that and we call that good. Oh yeah, we're cool with that, totally fine, but not, well, not you because you know the Lord was putting together the Bible and the drink, Bible because I drink beer. The Bible would eventually become the ultimate authority, even though Jesus said all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Yeah. Not the book that would come four centuries after I died and resurrected. Bro, I wish some reformed pastor would come out. And oh my gosh. Some stuff no, right now. let's not kinda, do that. No, I'm just saying like, this is the kind of, like, you just, all of this stuff just starts to get discreet. Like, you just start taking experience. I know, I know we're doing a lot of hypothetical arguing, but really what this is like, let's, let's leave our listeners with a major encouragement to seek the Lord in that secret place. Mm. Right. So how do we do that? Do you want me to do it? Well, what's boiling up in your heart concerning it? So when we're talking about this stuff, like my desire for people, for humans, who people that love Jesus is to, is to have a, an experience that leads them to a lifelong relationship with him. Like, and when I say experience, like when I talked about my experience, like, Seeing Jesus, hearing Jesus say, like seeing Jesus say, like I missed you. It's good to see you. Yeah, that's something that even as I retold that man, I could feel so good. the weight of his love again. Like I could feel it again. Um, yeah. I desire that for people because people who had experience face to face experience with Jesus in the Bible, their lives were forever changed. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure maybe there were some, I mean, who knows? We don't have an, an account of all the experiences where people ran into him, but I really do believe that everyone was left different. Yeah. And I, and I really do believe 
that experiences that happen on the canvas of your mind and your imagination that God can take, can lead, can guide, can, can use, can leave us changed in a way that I'm sorry, but scripture just can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, 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 it's different, man. And it's, I desire that for people. Like when this girl in our church, like when I said what she said, when she said, man, I'm sorry, like I felt more intimacy in the last week than I ever have my whole life following Jesus. Yeah. Like I, that's what I desire for people. I desire that. I, I, I want to see that. I want them to, to, to see freedom. You and me have had so many conversations offline. I just shared with one with you before we started and it was like, the freedom that you and I have experienced with with some certain sin in our lives, yeah. it just it it's different. Like, yeah. am I supposed to just say this script, certain scripture, over and over and over and over, over again, and, and over. will myself yeah. into not like lusting anymore, or or being short with my wife, or yelling at my kids, or or gossiping? Like, am I just supposed to like? force myself to do that or does an experience with the living God that by the way can take place in my mind can mm-hmm. can it leave me forever changed yeah I believe it can yeah I know it can I agree like that's what I want for people that's my desire I love it I love it so if you look at the the definition of logos which is word we've talked about this in the beginning was the word the word was God the word was with God the word became flesh mm-hmm. So that word means an embodying idea or as embodying an idea, a statement, a speech, a word, divine utterance, an analogy. And so then when you look deeper into this, and I'm just looking at BibleHub.com in the Greek, and it says, um, Logos is a common term used 330 times in the New Testament. Um, And it says... Being a word, being the expression of a thought or a saying, the Logos, the word is preeminently used of Christ. He's the word made flesh. Yep. It says expressing the thoughts of the father through the spirit. So literally the word of God is his thoughts that come through the spirit. Right. And we talked about... That's the word of God. And we talked about the spirit, like the way that we process that is in our soul. Like it's the bridge between body and spirit. So the spirit of God is speaking thoughts and expressions and sayings, Mm -hmm. and he's given them to us by his spirit. Right. Spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit. And so if you even look at the term term prophecy, and a lot of people get freaked out about prophecy, prophecy was just a normal part of Christian life. Mm -hmm. And Paul said, if you're going to desire any gift, desire prophecy, so you can build up the church. So it's literally seeking the heart and the mind of God for any given situation. And so I can tap into, by the Uh. Spirit, the heart and the mind of God, and then give a saying or a word or speech that he is saying or thinking. Yes, to those people when I just engage in my spirit. Lord, what are you saying? And I have to hear with my spiritual ears, see with my spiritual eyes to do that. Now, sometimes scripture will come back and I'll be like, oh, well, scripture says, but it's different between me saying, what does the Bible say? And then what is the Lord actually saying right now in this moment? Let me tell you a real quick story. So there was this girl uh, named Jessica who called me one day and, you know, being a teacher, I typically would respond to people's issues by giving them scriptures giving like, them scripture, oh, right. you know, the Bible says, and this, I want to use the scripture to encourage you. And sometimes that worked and you know, it's, it's, it's good. 
you can do that. It's good. And maybe they'll hear the scripture and you know, whatever. But dude, she called me bawling. I mean, she was broken about something. Mm. And I said, okay. She said, will you pray for me, pastor? And I said, yeah. And I didn't realize I was engaging the Lord in this regard at this moment, but I just real quick in my mind, I said, Lord, what do you have to say to her? And I began to pray. And as I'm praying, he brought the word to my mind, Miha. Mm, which and is so, like... so the word Miha Spanish is like the English word darling or dear. Yeah. Um, or like sweetie, something you would call your beloved daughter. It's like, a, here, it's sweetie. like an innocent, like a young, yeah. young daughter, like yeah. Ellie, like she's four, you yeah, know, our da- right. My daughter Ellie's four. Yeah. So my, come here, my love. Yeah. My sweet darling. And so in Spanish, mi-ha. it's the word Miha, Miho. It's a term of endearment for a beloved child. And, and I told her, I said, look, I said, this might be weird, but I just felt like the Lord said to you, Miha. And that just means that he sees you. He knows what you're going through and he's embracing you and just saying, it's okay, Miha. It's okay. And dude, she broke and bawled. The Bible doesn't say Miha. Yeah. I sought the heart of the father for her in that moment. I didn't get scripture. I got a, I got an expression. I got logos. I got Rhema. I got the word of the living God being spoken right now, not centuries ago that somebody else got and wrote down, but what he wanted to say to her in that moment, mm-hmm. right? This is truly what prophecy is, but the way that we engage that is by our spirit in connecting with the heart of God. The scripture says that we have the mind of Christ who can know the thoughts of God except, or who can know the thoughts of man, except the spirit of man. Well, who can know the thoughts of God? We have the spirit of God. So we have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. You can perceive what he's perceiving. You can see what he's seeing. You can hear what he's hearing. That's heretical for me to tell you that exactly what Jesus is seeing and hearing and thinking that you can know that too. (sighs) You out there, bro. I'm just saying, man. And, and so, I think I, you know, in that moment, what would have happened in that moment if you would have pulled out like some psalm or something? Like, who knows what would have happened? But I think to think that we can only use words that are written in the Bible to encourage the body, to lead the body, to direct the body, to guide the body, is to put God in a box. And it's to oh, put sure. God in a box and say, God, you are all powerful. You are almighty. You are all knowing. You are you are just oh Lord, you are uh, you are that you are. Yeah. But only what you spoke, and only mm-hmm. that, and not into and, and not trust maybe revelation or words of encouragement, whatever you want to call it, prophecy. I don't know. Yeah. I know that those words have a lot of baggage yeah. uh, associated sure. with them, but we're just calling it what it is to discredit that is to like take maybe someone who truly is it's like tossing out all of the good and the bad like there's probably some of there in there that is self-seeking that is made up sure. that isn't true but yeah. i would i would hope that the people that you're receiving um words of knowledge and i'm using air quotes or, or words of knowledge prophecy revelation those mm-hmm. people are people in your life that know you that care you that love care for you that love you that are in a community with you that are people that trust you and love you not just some random person and god can do anything through a random person but i think like when i when i started hearing about all this stuff the thing the reason i didn't discredit it is because of the source that it was coming from and that was um someone that, in our life that we're people, people that in our life who are trust. very 
close to that I have no reason to not believe that I trust their character and I trust yeah. the Holy Spirit in them. Right. So why why would I just discard it and discredit it? Well, Jesus actually rebuked the Pharisees for not experiencing relationship with him. He said, you search the scriptures because you mm. think in them you'll find life, yet you refuse to come to me, the very one that scriptures testify about. Yeah. It is totally possible that people will worship scripture their entire life and never go to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And just because you're going to the scriptures doesn't mean you're going to Jesus. And, people, and then people will say, well, like, oh, they're the same. You know, like, they're it's not like, the they're same. They're not the same. Because Jesus is described as the, the word became. Okay. The, the, you, yeah, you go say, ahead. Okay. Was it the word became? Uh, what is it? The word became flesh or the yeah. word put on word flesh became, became man? Yeah. The word became flesh. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's not the Bible. That's talking about Jesus, the word. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me just give you something real quick. And we've talked about this before, but I feel necessary, even based on comments that we're getting right now, is that we want to call the Bible the Word of God. But the very Bible that you call the Word of God calls somebody else the Word of God. <sighs> Revelation nineteen thirteen. he is dressed in blood, or excuse me, is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. Your Bible says his name is the Word of God. So how dare you call something else the Word of God when it's not? You want to talk about using God's name in vain. And everybody say, all right, we're going to open up the word of God today. You're going to open up Christ. Let's do it. Let's get in there. Know that like, know that all of this, like I'm, I'm sure we seem frustrated, but I'm frustrated because dude, I can't tell you how many people have experienced church abuse, uh, a, a pastor running rampant with authority and using scripture to leverage uh, hurt to justify hurt to justify abuse because sometimes that's what it is and i'm tired of seeing the bible weaponized i'm tired of it bro i'm tired of seeing keyboard warriors going at it weaponizing scripture and and using it like that and it's like you can't weaponize what i'm seeing in my imagine like the experiences that i'm having with god in my imagination so the book of acts really should be called acts of the holy spirit Yes. Which it is because the Holy Spirit is coming and acting out, acting a fool. <laughs> Yo, that boy acting not, a fool. Not really, but he's acting. That's, yeah, that's a phrase. He, that's a phrase. I don't want anybody to think that I think the Holy Spirit's a fool. The Holy Spirit shows up and shows off through men. I can tell you what those people weren't doing in Acts is they weren't wielding the Torah every single moment of everything that they were doing. They were led by the Spirit. They went to go into Asia and the spirit of Jesus did not let them go into Asia. They didn't consult the Torah and do a study and then figure out if they should go to Asia or not. Hmm. Right. Right. They were fasting and praying and the Holy spirit said, set aside uh, Paul and Barnabas Mm -hmm. for the work ahead. They didn't study the Torah to be led to set aside Paul and Barnabas. I'm just saying scripture has its place and people, I mean, we dude, we go off on this all the freaking time, but I feel like we have to argue against it because people, they get out of, they get out of sorts about it. Well, I mean, just imagine that like your whole life, if you existed in the church system and you've been told like Bible is the Bible is the ultimate authority. I'm sorry, but the Bible is not the ultimate authority in my life. Jesus Christ is the Jesus ultimate Christ authority is. in my life. Yeah. And the Bible is a book 
that is used for teaching, correcting, rebuking, rebuking and, and instructing, and, yep. and, and to bringing and bringing up in righteousness. Yep. That's what the Bible is for me, and that's how the Bible speaks of itself. To the Bible used. says that of itself. What it, how it's it should be used, used to teaching, correcting, rebuking, and training up in righteousness. That's what it is for. But then the Spirit will teach us all things, lead us into all truth, and show us things to come. Yes. Amen, brother. I see that hand. I it just yeah. I'm telling you, man. The, yeah. Gosh, no. Are you frustrated? I'm a little frustrated right I, now. The, 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 here's the funny thing. No one's sitting here talking to us. It's I, not like there's people that are here that are I like. I know, but I, just, I saw a comment pop up on your feed that really set me off. Yeah, and it's just like. Uh. So anyways, seek the Lord. Seek him with your whole heart. Go to him. Ask him. Talk to him, right? He, But don't only talk. Listen hmm. and believe that he dil- he rewards those who diligently seek him. I mean, the spirit of God is in us. It's there for communication. Prayer is two-way communication. Like just, I, I want to encourage people just as much as I can to just have experience with the Lord. Look, I'm not here to tell you whether or not your relationship with God is right or wrong. I'm not, a, I don't want to be a Pharisee. And I probably have taken some really hard stances and said some things during this podcast that will probably make me hypocritical hypocritical hmm. for throwing around the word Pharisee. Mm-hmm. But I, I truly desire nothing but freedom for people. And I 100% believe that if they enter into that intimate relationship with the Lord, he can do whatever he wants and say whatever the heck he wants to them. Man, and you know what? And, and he doesn't need my permission. And just because I don't believe that their experience is real doesn't mean that it didn't happen. You know, and it may sound like we're mad and pissed off and hate the Bible and worked up about the Bible. We're not mad at the Bible. The Bible has a place in my life and it's under Jesus. Like, but it has an authority, like it has authority in my life, but Jesus has a greater authority. Mm-hmm. And and so um, what what I do get worked up about and what I do get frustrated about is man, humans, um, pastors who use the Bible to push their agenda. Like that, that's what it is. And that's, that happens Mm -hmm. a lot, a Mm -hmm. lot, a lot, a lot. And I understand, I can acknowledge that I have lots of church hurt and that I might be speaking from my experiences, um, maybe from a position of hurt. Mm -hmm. I know that you and I have had conversations about this. Um, But man, let me tell you, like the freedom that I feel when I, spend time with Jesus. Like that, that's what it is. My time spending, my, my time spending time with Jesus now, um, is this engaging him with my mind and imagine you call it meditating. You can call it whatever you want. Meditating, imaginative contemplation, uh, uh, viewing like, I don't know, call, call it whatever, but it's, it's my spirit interacting with the spirit of Jesus that is then processed through my soul. Yeah. Through my mind. Yeah. That that's what it and, is. And here's and guess what? No man can control that. Regardless of what they believe or what they think or how much study they've done or what denomination they come from, no matter how much they might call you a ter- a heretic or say you're out of line or defame you on Facebook in your comments or whatever they might do, they can't control that. Right. And that was the problem with the Pharisees. They, they couldn't control Jesus. They couldn't control Jesus. Couldn't hold them down. And we're not calling ourselves Jesus by any means. Like that's well, he's in me and I'm his temple. <laughs> yeah. Are we not? Right. Am I not? Right. 
Yeesh. Right? His spirit is, is dwelling within me. It's there. He's in me, right? I am an ambassador of Christ as though God is making his appeal through me. Mm-hmm. I mean, is this what we believe? Preaching reconciliation. All I'm doing, all we're doing is trying to help people come into that true, into that true intimate relationship with him to reconcile themselves to him. You don't have to do what I say to be reconciled to him. Yeah. You get into relationship with him. He's going to sort you out. You got to let parents discipline and rear their own children. So here, here, I want to say this, um, when I, I I did a deep dive in like when I first started hearing about this stuff and like just that this was possible, I started listening to a lot of different podcasts about this topic, and uh, and their desire began to grow in me. Um, there was a deep desire that began to grow, a desire to experience a relation, like to experience intimacy with Jesus in a way that I never had before. Mm-hmm. So I believe that in order to to have these experiences with Yeshua, desire is important. Yes. There was a desire that was cultivated in my heart to want to experience a deeper intimacy than just worshiping with the band on a Sunday morning, praying, reading scriptures. I wanted an interactive, uh, face-to-face interaction, intimate moment with Jesus. Yeah. And that desire began to grow. And and I can tell you this, I don't go around talking about this with everyone because I, I know that the Lord will lead you to this point when you are ready. And it's not like a ready, like, oh, you've reached this elite status, so now you can do this. It's more of when that desire has been cultivated. So yeah. if you're listening to this and you have a desire and you're like, man, I... I want to have this like intimate experience with Jesus. Like, you know, Chris is talking about this and having this experience on the, on the shore with Jesus and him holding him and hugging him and all this stuff. And like saying, tell me, missed him. Like, man, I want that. Like that is desire that is being cultivated. And I believe that this is for you at this time. I believe that this is for everybody, but it's a matter of like, is it now or is it later? Because I can tell you this, Chris Cerna, four years ago, five years ago would have heard this and been like, Hand, pass, wrong, not good, not right. Mm-hmm. But because of my journey, yes, it has led me to this point to where I am like, I'm ready. I, I, I've been willing. Yeah. And so um, it's only through hearing stuff like this and, and, and that desire is revealed. Or it's like, nah, I don't want any part of this. And it's like, okay, that's fine. You don't have to have any part of this. You yeah. keep doing whatever you're doing. And I hope and pray that you're experiencing intimacy and whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking at the clock. That's all that's all we want for people, man. And so let me just say because I know we we go hard on scripture sometimes and it's not that we discount it or that we hate it. I love it. I've used it this entire time. But it leads me and guides me to Christ. It's not my Messiah. Yeah. And so I in, want in it, it yeah. I want it in its rightful place. And so use scripture to get close to Jesus. But there's a difference and we've talked about this a million freaking times. There's a difference between knowing about Jesus and then actually experiencing Jesus. I could read a book on my wife. I could stalk, right? I could stalk her Facebook page and I could see all her pictures, know where she went, know what she did, even watch videos and see some of the things she said and done. But if I never met her and never exist in a relationship with her, that's just not enough. Yeah. The word, the word, uh, that's used is yada. 
the I think it's the Hebrew word, and it's the same word that is used for intimacy, um, in which Adam yada with Eve. He knew, yeah, knew. knew. He yeah. he lie with Eve. Right. It's that type of intimacy yeah. that a husband and wife have together. That's the kind of intimacy that I'm experiencing. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's lovely. It's amazing. It's right. life changing. It's it's everything that I told was told Jesus was, right. but had yet to experience. Yeah. So think about that though. So sex, probably the most pleasurable thing anybody can do. And intimate on the and face vulnerable. Of, right. Vulnerable and intimate to to see somebody <laughs> and experience this act with them naked. That very act is the same word used to gnosko Jesus mm-hmm. to experience that level of closeness and interconnectedness. Yes. Oneness to be one. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, I guess if you feel like you're getting that through scripture, kudos to you. You know, I, I don't know, man. I, I, man, I, I can, I can tell you this, honestly, like, I don't know that there's ever a time where I felt a, a closeness through the scriptures. I can tell you every time. And and I know this is, this is my experience. I know others sure. have probably had others, yeah. other experiences, yeah. but for me, there was always a striving. There was always yeah. a striving and there was always a forcing. And let me tell you this, yeah. the intimacy with Jesus isn't forced. Yeah. It, it, it it's right. not like that. Yeah. And so I wasn't getting it there. I had to go somewhere else <laughs> and, and yeah. that's to the source. Yeah. He if you right. are finding that intimacy, that gnosko, if you are knowing the Lord um, and you're getting that through scripture, then great. I, I, yeah, I wasn't. And so, and so wasn't. here's what I hope, and we probably should have said this at the very beginning, because we talked about not chasing experience. We talked about chasing intimacy. Intimacy. That's the yeah, goal. To be intimate with him. And so I don't want anybody to think that we're telling them what they have to experience or how they have to experience it. I think we're simply talking about our experience and maybe even considering what is possible that lies outside the bounds of what you have believed is possible. Right. Ask yourself the question, is it possible? Now we're talking about spiritual possibility. Possibility. Is it possible for Jesus, mm-hmm. right, the Son of God, yep. God made flesh, right, to have conversations with us in our mind? Is that possible? Absolutely. Is it possible? It has to be. And if you tell yourself it is not possible— then I think you might find yourself in a situation where you just said something was impossible for a God that you claim to be possible. So To be the God of the impossible. Right. So do you really want to do those, like begin to pull those Jenga pieces like out? I think they should. Uh, yeah. Ask and, yourself and the so question. If, nah, I'm not going to get into this. Never mind. It's okay. But yes, that that's our desire. That's our hope. And, and I think if you're someone who... Uh, who wants to know more about this topic, dude, hit us up. I have I have a book that I'm walking through um, with our church right now and uh, with our house church, and and it's going good. We're reading a couple chapters and talking about it. And- yep. And so I'll so I'll just promo this again, and it's not a promo because I want people to like watch my videos and get views. But I t- I teach on the spirit. I teach on this thing spiritual possibility called supernatural possibility. Mm-hmm. It's called Beyond Limits, and so you can go to YouTube. And then just type in Beyond Limits, and um, I have some videos out there where I start to to just walk through Scripture and then really take a look at what is possible. 
and I kind of tackle um, the the narrative of creation and the way the Lord engages us, reveals Himself to us, and gives us purpose and shows us destiny and leads us and guides us with leads us and guides us with very detailed instruction, and empowers us by His Spirit, and then has all of heaven behind us to be able to fulfill this will. Yeah. Right. We're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Mm-hmm. He's the commander of angel armies. He's given us a spirit the that gives God us all, gives us all power and ability. Right. With and who who tells us that anything is possible for him who believes, mm-hmm. and that with God all things are possible. And so, anyways, beyond limits. Check that out. You can go to the sourcewichita.com slash beyond dash limits. The thing I love about that class, man, is that it is a, It's I think it's like is it subtitled like a spiritual journey. A, scri- a, scriptural a scriptural journey into embracing supernatural possibilities. And bro, it is scripture heavy. Like you, you get in. If there's anybody that has any doubts about any of this stuff, like you go there and, and I, you show scripture. Like, and, and here's the thing: once you have an eye for this and you see this, and it's like so obvious in scripture. Once you go back and read, it's all over the place. It's everywhere. Like all yeah. of this stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Well, I hope people are encouraged. I know I kind of got, I got, and let me just say this, and I, I want to apologize because I, I felt anger rise up in me. And I think I reacted in that anger just a little bit outside of what I should have reacted. So I apologize. Um, but I, I'm very passionate about yeah, this stuff. And my same. heart is only for, my heart is only to desire to see people in true, intimate relationship with the Lord that brings about a freedom without bounds it's for this for the spirit of the Lord has it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Yeah. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Freedom from the law, freedom from sin and death, to be fully healed and fully restored, walking as a manifest son of God. That is my true heart's desire. And I apologize anytime that that might get muddied by my um my emotions of my flesh and my response. So. Yeah, and I mean and, and same. I, like I get I get heated about church stuff and even as we're here and I'm saying stuff, sometimes it's like in one minute, I feel like God's leading me to say something. And he's like, dude, why'd you freaking say that? Like, you didn't have to, <laughs> you didn't have to get salty. Like, yeah. so, um, hit us up. Uh, there's a book. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it like, Throw it out there. it's called, uh, seeing in the spirit, uh, made simple, seeing in the spirit made simple. You can find it on Amazon for like 14 bucks. Um, anyways, this guy walks through and shares his experience. Um, a lot of people when they, talk about seeing in the spirit, they believe that it's like a gift and that only some can do it. It's like only some people have that gift. Well, this guy talks about it being like, no, actually everybody has this and it's just about it being developed. Um, and it can be developed. So I have, I am proof of that. And so many others are so, um, but yeah, seeing in the spirit, uh, check it out. Made simple. It's got a lion on the front of it. Uh, did you say by the praying medic? Yeah. By, uh, by the praying medic. Yep. That's okay. like the offer author. Awesome. So check it out. Fantastic. How long did we go? Uh, about an hour and 50 minutes. So yep. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. All right. You guys appreciate hey, you. Can I say one more thing? Yes. Hey, let Shout us out please, to Corey like, Howard for becoming a patron. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Corey Howard for becoming a patron. Uh, we love you. 
Corey boy. So we, let me just tell you that our, our patrons get a couple of perks, but there's not a lot of perks. And so we really appreciate those who give to the show because they enjoy listening and, they, and yeah. because they want to support us, not because we're providing a whole bunch of free stuff, yeah. even though we will give you free stuff because we're cool like that. Yeah, we try to. So, so Corey, thanks, Corey. We appreciate it. Corey, we com. wish you and doth you with the rosiest we of cheeks. We wish you some rosy cheeks. Yes, we wish you some rosy cheeks. Yes, we wish you some rosy cheeks and an experience uh, with, with the Lord. God. Jesus. Amen. <laughs> but anyway, so I say that um, I really want to hear feedback about this episode, uh, even if it's negative. Um, so free, feel free to shoot us an email at salt, saltydogspodcast.gmail.com. That's it. Dang, I got it. I just guessed. Also, right. shout out to Jacob Miller, who was watching. I met him at a wedding. He is a, a, an amazing Jewish man, and he introduced oh, me fantastic. to Jewish wine. So wow. it was great. I want some. It's, it's awesome. It's called Manischewitz. Wait, I did it wrong. Lachaim, oh, awesome. uh, Jacob. Shalom, brother. Shalom. Yes. So thanks, peace, everybody, peace for chiming family, in and, and listening and hanging out with us. Salty Dogs, out. out.